and you really have to start putting things in a sort of mechanized system rather than just play by ear or just follow up with sort of simple, simple methods. Hey, my name is Felix Tia, and I'm the host of Shopify Masters, a weekly podcast powered by Shopify, the easiest way to sell online, in person, and anywhere in between. Each week, we invite entrepreneurs like you to share what they've learned growing successful e-commerce businesses. In this episode, you'll learn how this team manages the entire business through one project management tool, what questions your Facebook ads consultant should be asking you, and how to scale a 2,000 influencer marketing program. Today, I'm joined by JP, the CEO, and Alex, the COO from Phone Loops. Phone Loops sells finger and wrist straps for smartphones, helping users secure a comfortable grip on their devices. And was started in 2014 and based out of Quebec, Canada, and has sold over a few million units. Welcome, guys. Hi, Felix. Thanks for having us. Cool. So, um, JP, I think you're the one that had mentioned to to me that, uh, like many of us, uh, you drop your phones over and over again, breaking more than your fair share of screens over the years. And uh, you just decided there has to be a better way to do this and you don't have to be breaking your phone all the time. So tell us about how you came up with that better way. Yeah, so after a while, uh, the bills started stacking up and uh, I realized uh, I was uh, I wasn't the only one with that issue. So I was uh, making st- sketches and prototyping some uh, some solutions, and once I figured out uh, the more uh, a more simple and efficient way to hold my phone, been uh, prototyping some uh, some straps, and uh, I've been given out to some uh, friends and family. Uh, I was getting great feedback uh, about the product, and decided to crowdfund it. Mm-hmm. So you said you had many ideas. Were they all around the idea of this kind of loop around your phone, or were they other potential solutions for? that problem or are you talking about ideas for completely different problems and completely different industries oh yeah for sure people don't realize but uh, and i sometimes forget myself that it took uh, a thousand ideas to get to this point years and years of trying and prototyping thinking about uh solution to common problems and spending lots of money on bad ideas and yeah i, th- I think this is a very common a process that entrepreneurs go through, which is that they have ideas, they, they try it out. And this one obviously stuck in has led to a lot of success for you. What do you think about this particular idea, this particular problem that you're trying to solve? What made this one successful and the other ones not? For sure, the, um, the investment side of it, uh, wasn't rocket science. So, uh, um, when, uh, when Kickstarter and Shopify came around, uh, the timing was right. So uh, I decided to, uh, like, yeah, run a Kickstarter campaign, and uh, it all started with a wrist strap, actually, uh, like you find on ski poles and point-and-shoot cameras. Uh, then a few months later, we introduced the grip strap that we used to call uh, the Ninja Loop that allow a better grip, uh, one-handed grip on your device, and that was the home run. So uh, yeah, it's basically a self-adhesive strap that fits around the vast majority of phone cases. We soon rebranded the product as Phone Loops Grip Strap for uh, SEO purposes, of course. Got it. So, but what what made you take this idea further? Because setting up a crowdfunding campaign, it, everyone that I've spoken to that's done this, it is not 
easy, right? It's not like you just put something up and you expect money to roll in. You have to invest a lot of time in building out the page and kind of telling your story. There's certainly an investment of your time and and potentially, you know, money to build up the, the stories, the photos, the videos and everything like that. So what, what made you decide that you were going to take the, the you mentioned the Ninja Strats. What made you decide to take that particular product to the market, to, to the crowdfunding platforms like Kickstarter? rather than some other idea that you had in the past. And what about this one? Did you say that this one has the best shot? Okay, uh, yeah, I'll take this one, Felix. So basically, everybody has a smartphone now, and, uh, and, and everybody's looking for safety. Everybody's looking for ways of protecting their investment because fixing smartphone costs so much. And uh, there are a lot of uh, solutions that have been coming out, and we're lucky enough to get in the game early. Uh, with regards to the phone grip business. And because they're such an intricate part of our daily lives, we interact with them over 100 times a day. It's, it, everybody's experienced some kind of accident with them, dropping them in water, dropping them on the ground. And uh, so it, it was an idea whose time had come. So yeah, everyone everyone can afford and benefit from a, from a better grip strap. Considering you are getting a hold of your phone over 100 times per day on average, and uh, yeah, that screen replacement costs hundreds of dollars, and all investment in a, in a phone loop is pretty much a no-brainer. So it was a great fit, with a great market fit, uh, great timing. Um, people uh, five years ago uh, uh, started to to get more and more phone cases. Uh, it's not like te- like ten years ago where you had some people uh, with no cases. Uh, so that's the timing was right, and um, that's that's why we we decided to go ahead with with the. Uh, Mm-hmm. The startup. Yeah, I've heard that. I heard a lot of other successful entrepreneurs will, that will say that the best products to to bring to market to invent are products that you are surprised or feel like should already exist. So, selling like this was one for you guys where there was. Uh, everyone was facing this problem. Right? People were their hands, their 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 phones are slipping out their hands. Why isn't there something out there? You know, five years ago that is. Why isn't there something out there that helps prevent some of this? So you mentioned uh, JP. You mentioned to me before the interview about how phone loops was a a one giant project management exercise where you're learning, improving, and mastering. And the art is is key. The art of project management is key to surviving in the startup. Uh, of an e-commerce in the, in the e-commerce environment, and I'm sure the crowdfunding process was very uh, a big part of this. Tell us about that. What is what kind of project management experience that you guys have at the company before launching this business? Yeah, well, for sure, uh, the Shopify store is, of course, the, the backbone of all all of our retail side. It's uh, simply the best online tool uh, out there. Um, Zapier serves as uh, our digital. Uh, conductor if uh, so to say and um, yeah we as of, as for project management uh, in, in a broad way we um, one of my greatest finds is uh, the, the project management tool now called monday.com I've been on the lookout for something like like it for years and I was really glad to to find it so yeah it's it's a slick and flexible solution for managing almost everything and there's a new automation feature that allows us to uh, streamline some workflows it allows uh, our team to know what tasks need to be carried out and uh, it offers threads and to report and discuss possible issues sends the deadlines reminder and uh, all sorts of things and yeah with some Zapier integration also it, it makes a, a great uh, project man- management tool that I think it's my engineering background that that just 
helped with uh, with that side of the, the business because it's, a, it's in the end it's just a, a big project to manage. Right, very very logical and kind of process uh, driven approach to solving a problem. So, what did you did you before you found Money.com or any other kind of project manager, management software? What were you guys doing? Like, were you guys like just using spreadsheets or just kind of kept it all in your head? Like, how did you guys kind of put this all together before you found a tool like Money.com? Oh well, we we <laughs> we try lots of uh, lots of solutions and uh, yeah, in-house systems, uh, list tasks, uh, email structures. Uh, what we what would we use before that? We I've run through so many tools and apps till we because it, the best project management tool is the one you use and that works for you. So it it takes a few months to to see if it fits the bill. If it fits the team, if everyone adopting it, and can't remember uh, all the other solutions we try out there, but in my opinion, you just have to be patient about it and try some uh, some solutions until you find the one that's right for you. And Monday.com is pretty flexible, so you can yeah you can tweak it the way you want it to work for you, and um, it's been a, such a relief. Right, and th- this concept of um, premature optimization where a lot of entrepreneurs will kind of get stuck in this early phase of I have to pick the best app for everything from here all the way to the, my path, all the way on my path to success. Otherwise, if I don't know what it is, I can't get started. So is it is it ever too early to pick a potentially, you know, potentially heavyweight, I guess, solution to, for project management right off the bat? Or do you think you always just start off with some kind of tool to 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 manage the entire project from the beginning? Uh, what do you mean if if it's better to to start small and to because I know yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a paid solution monday.com is a paid solution I think it's a great advertising for uh, monday.com <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I guess I guess the idea is like um if you were to if let's say someone out there wants to get started they want to get started down a path of creating their own product <clears throat> maybe launching it on on kickstarter or something do they need uh, a tool like this to to manage the process or can you start off Sooner rather than because you got to learn you got to learn a new tool right yeah get everybody on board yeah and I had some background also uh, in that field so that helped a lot um, setting up the workflows and processes and automate things but uh, I can imagine for someone that, that starts from cr- scratch it's very hard to structure such a, a project management tool but uh, no uh, at first you don't have to to go all in with uh, robust and big solutions uh, I like to keep it lean and simple and. Uh, and you can go really far with just emails. Just keep it clean. Don't spread around with uh, all of these other apps. And because soon and soon soon enough, you realize that okay, you're chatting on uh, uh, Slack, Messenger, SMS, emails. You're calling each other, and so so you have to just find a way uh, that your team is working at, in one place. And uh, it can be just emails, and you just keep it clean, keep keep it simple, and. Uh, Emails are basically free, so it's that's a that's my recommendation, I guess. Right, I think that that's a good point about how tools should be should should help you move faster and not slow you down. So, I think um, in, in your case, it makes sense at a certain point. Did you guys have to go through that where you're like, okay, now is the right time for us to bring in a more specialized tool for for project management? What what did that? What did you guys come to that realization? When the task lists are too long and when you can't keep up with the projects, you, you can get the ball rolling with some emails. That's okay. But if ones don't reply or if a client don't reply or you have to 
to ensure some follow-ups to all of these projects and tasks. So um, that's when we, we, we knew we needed something that we could rely on and go back and see what's the status of that project, uh, what has been done, play with the deadlines and f- just get the ball rolling 15 minutes at a time. Just get, get it rolling, pass it to another team member and don't wait about uh, for an email return or uh, just forgetting about things. So um, th- that was that was a kind of a wake up call. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to add also to that, I think a lot of early early on in the business, a lot of it was in your head, JP. <laughs> uh, I mean, you had everything in your head. And so as as more and more team members started getting a, a, on board, there were more and more projects and we had to keep track of everything and make sure make sure everybody sort of knew where everything was at. And so that's when you really have to start putting things in a sort of mechanized system rather than just play by ear or just follow up with sort of simple, simple methods. Right. So I'm looking at the, at the site now. So we mentioned that there are a couple of products. You have the grip strap and a wrist strap and a bunch of different designs and colors for each one of those. So when you talk about project, are you talking about launching a, a new product? Like what, what encompasses a, a project that requires you to, to kind of manage everything through a tool like money.com? Oh, yeah. For example, we, all of our uh, editorial calendar is managed through uh, that tool. Uh, we All of our ads are created within that tool. So uh, visuals, copy, targeting. And so our content creator just creates some stuff there, passes through uh, our uh, consultant who, uh, who's like more on, more on the technical side, just uh, build the, the ads uh, within the Facebook ads and uh, uh, Google ads platforms. Um, so that's that's one it, it they, they're working by with boards so that's one board that's one one aspect we we um we use it as crm for uh, some of our uh, corporate clients because we do lots of uh, custom branded loops for uh, companies like uh, disney netflix airbnb and just want to drop the ball on these orders so we use we have another board for uh, that hacked as a crm to do some follow-up on trackings and everything uh, invoices we have another uh, another board which is which is called processes. All the processes in the business, all the workflows are mapped there, so we can monitor which workflows, which processes are not as healthy as they should be. Who's in charge of them? So we can act pretty quickly if, uh, for instance, uh, some uh, outreach processes that don't work, or if a specific workflow is is in need of attention. We have another one that's just uh, an agenda where we can tackle each week some of our big topics. There's a pipeline with all the the major projects with schedule. And so it can pretty much be anything you want. You just understand your needs and try to map them and with baby steps and yeah, manage a big project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my my workflow is definitely a lot simpler than yours. So I don't I don't use a, a big tool yet like money.com, but I just use something simple like like Trello, for example. I think one of the, the difficulties that I have and maybe other listeners might have is when you do bring on a new freelancer or a new employee, is getting them onboarded onto your process, and especially when you're just has gotten so intricate that everything is inside a, a, a large tool. How do you do this? Like, how do you make sure that someone is onboarded? They know where they kind of have to step in to see what they have to pick up, and where where they have to kind of ask someone else to do their part. How do you get them integrated into the process? So you just make sure they understand where to fit in a certain workflow. So it's very structured. It, there's no um, uncertainty. The, uh, there, there's there's no uncertainty. Yeah, there's no uncertainty about like what what they have to do and when they have to do it. So, 
if we take the editorial calendar, for example, uh, we would just flip a switch uh, when the content is made. We, so we change the status. And when the status is changed, uh, it's just adjust uh, who's in charge of that task. So the next one is our consultant. When the consultant has set up the ad, it switches back to, okay, it's ready to roll. And then our content creator can go and take that task and go uh, validate and approve the content. So uh, the copywriting. So if everything is in place, then she just switch it back to um, another status that to just go go uh, go ahead and post. And so that task just jump in right in, in the, the consultant inbox. So just to have the little bits of tasks followed by each other and get the ball rolling. Uh, so everyone has a responsibility in, in uh, workflows and they are all visual and all map and all clear. And uh, basically, you know, uh, it's it's fairly uh, what I appreciate about JP is that his workflow is very straightforward. And once once you get the hang of it, really, there's uh, hardly any issue. So it's uh, once you, you you do it for about two, three weeks, one month, you sort of know the in, in, the ins and outs of things. And uh, it's sort of overall very smooth. You use a process like this, the, this kind of project management process for the crowdfunding campaign? Not that advanced, not not really, but um, I guess the. Uh, my engineering background has always been uh, following me, so uh, I'm I'm always thinking in systems and uh, processes. So yeah, but but we didn't have a tool like that. Uh, it was more hectic. Uh, right, that makes sense. Okay, so let's talk about the crowdfunding campaign. Was this the very first time that you were able to truly validate that people were willing to pay for a solution like this? Sure. Um, we we set out a goal of a pretty low goal of four thousand uh, dollars. Just wanted a win. We just wanted to get funded. So um, we ended up having uh, about six thousand dollars of pledges. And uh, fun fact: Alex was the first pledger and the, the last one to to close the campaign. With uh, we started with uh, local awareness, uh, radios, paper. Yeah, word of mouth uh, spread, and uh, it's uh, the Ottawa metro area is a you know, fairly small place and everybody's two degrees away from each other. And so the focus was really around there and uh, sort of it, it sort of spread from there, basically. Well, shout out to um, Rick Broidia from CNET.com, uh, who has been a great fan of our products from the, the start. He's publishing great posts about phone loops year after year, even after the Kickstarter campaign. He fell in love with the product. And yeah, he deserves a lot of credit for uh, getting the word out about loops, especially on the U.S. market. Got it. Okay, so after the uh, success of the Kickstarter campaign, what was next? Like, how did you guys start to build this thing into an actual business? Yeah, so we started to uh, reach out to some outlets, and some reach out to us as uh, product awareness grew. Um, so yeah, it started locally, uh, then province-wide uh, radios, papers in Quebec, and uh, we were uh, very soon featured in Vogue, Wired, Money, NBC, CBS, and. CBC in Canada, um, we we had that like notorious kind of uh, getting some notorious um, press, and then started to run Facebook, Instagram, Google Ads, uh, understanding uh, understanding the ins and out of these platform before uh, hiring consultants. And yeah, we we also did some uh, great stunt marketing gigs, uh, so to say. So we ended out. Uh, uh, in 2016, some custom branded loops for uh, uh, the uh, Oscars in uh, the VIP bags, v- VIP gift bags, and uh, it made s- it made for some great press back here in uh, our, in our home po- province, which um, 
was our first big hit in terms of product awareness and acceptance. Later on, uh, in 2017, we were featured on the French-Canadian version of Shark Tank, and uh, we were offered a deal that, uh, yeah, 15, 20 minutes of airtime helped us uh, double our sales figures again for that year. Ever since we've gotten pretty good with uh, influencer marketing also, we, we have over a thousand active uh, influencers uh, out there on board, we're still growing with uh, our in-house systems. Um, we're getting so all the marketing and retargeting machine is, is working well and um, we'll just keep going with what we know what's working. Yeah, you've mentioned a bunch of marketing channels there. Now I understand why project management is so important to, to you guys because there's so many different ways that you are able to drive new customers. So let's, let's talk about some of them. So you mentioned that uh, you are featured in all of these uh, these sources, these publications. Was that all organic or did, did you do outreach to, to get published in those places? Uh, it was 50-50. Uh, I mean, I'm saying 50-50. I'm not sure of the proportion, but uh, some, uh, some of them we reached out to. Some of them reach, reached out to us. Basically, for instance, Dragon's Den, we auditioned for, for that. And so that was, that was our, our own marketing effort. And, uh, and as the person who operates the custom loops side of things, I have a lot of companies that reach out uh, to me and ask to have their to have uh, custom loops made. Uh, for instance, uh, Amex, Disney, Netflix, and Airbnb. And often when I ask them about how they heard about phone loops, because we want to know which marketing channel works, is basically they have a colleague in the office who has a phone loop. So basically, you know, it, the best the best marketing is a loop themselves so you can you can ask for a better marketing tool yeah i've heard that too about how if you want to kind of expand your b2b your corporate client base the best way is to to have great marketing and have great word of mouth from your your regular kind of b2c customers because they're the ones that are going to be making the decisions or at least uh, talking to people that might be making these decisions so that, that's that's another uh, great point for that so when you are reaching out to them what is, what is what's your pitch like how do you position the company like what what do you how do you position in a way where they think that it's worth telling your story but with uh in regards to um corporate clients uh it's an easy pitch i mean people are getting tired of the the, the hats and pens t-shirts it's, it's okay it did it's well said that there are still the most popular swag uh, items in the industry but when you come up with uh, something very affordable and seamless uh, that fits in your pocket without any bulkiness added that is a win for um, the ones who are using it and uh, the brands that that put their their logos on it and i mean it's the greatest marketing marketing tool you can have the uh, the the proximity with the user and the the, the brand is it couldn't be much better it, as I said, uh, you, you, you pick your phone a hundred times per day. So, um, yeah, everyone can benefit from a loop. It's a one size fits all solution. Uh, everyone has a smartphone nowadays. And, um, so that's basically the pitch. Uh, it's the, probably one of the most affordable, uh, swag you can get for your, your brand. It's, 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 always, it's, it's trendy. It's, uh, it's a new thing. Uh, and it's subtle enough too. Yeah, so it shows a lot about the companies that uh, just go ahead uh, with new swag like that, giveaways, and it's it, it's a bit big hit in any any kind of trade shows, festivals, and even fun fundraisers and all sorts of events. What what about from the PR perspective when you're pitching to them to get them to to feature you guys? What what's the, the what's the angle? 
basically, what's the angle? What, what do you mean by the angle? Uh, how do we approach them? Yeah, how do you approach them? Like, what are you telling them? Because, you know, when you, and I'm sure they're getting people pitching them all the time to feature different products. What what do you try to say so that they, that you stand out and that they decide to to cover you in these publications? Yeah, so our approach is pretty pretty lean and we have some, we, we are making some um, great mock-ups. Uh, all, uh, all of our system is uh, very automated also. So uh, clients keep uh, getting, uh, giving us some great feedback about how, how we work with them, how the relationship is built. So we first send out some samples. We show them a mock-up with their logo on it. It's very neat, it's very clean, it's very very good looking and uh there's a quote also attached to that email so everything is there they can pass it out pass it out uh, at the office they can print it out they can show it to to their teams and uh, alex is doing a great job uh with um uh, nurturing these relationship so um and after that on the the operational side if i can say it's also very much automated with zapier and quickbooks so uh, all the invoice uh, side of it is automated. Uh, the, 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 the shipping is uh, del- we, we deliver on time. It's pretty. I got it. Right. It's, it's, it's a very nice experience in regards to um, some other uh, experiences you can get in the the promotional industry, which is quite a quite a yeah old uh, industry. I was gonna say, so you guys are able to scale up this process. Uh, very very quickly because you have everything integrated. And so is this the same? I just want to make sure I get the the question through. So is this the same when you want to get covered in the magazine or online, for example? Are you doing the same thing where you're like putting their logo or something or branded for for them on the the phone loop so that they are so it catches their attention? Is that what you do too to catch the attention of, of websites that might want to cover you? Oh, not not really, not. Uh, but for CNET.com, for instance, we did we did some uh, custom news for them and uh, uh, some uh, some of their uh, bloggers. Um, but not really. It's just uh, we send some samples. We send a few samples for their team, and they try it out. And uh, most of the time, they come back with a love letter and uh, said, "Oh, wow, this is okay. I can live with that and more. We want more loops for the team." Uh, and then, yeah, it can translate into uh, an article, uh, some press. Um, so, uh, yeah, we have that advantage that our product is uh, very much affordable, so we can um, capitalize on the the sampling side of. Uh, um, outreach and sales pitch, yeah. Got it. So Dragon's Den, so you mentioned that after being on the show, it doubled the sales figures for that year. That, that That's pretty amazing and kind of scary that that sometimes it just takes like one of these opportunities to to really blow up your your business. So talk to us about that. How did you guys get on that show? Oh, we uh, we applied. <laughs> Audition. We auditioned, yeah. yeah. We auditioned and... Uh, um, we were looking for uh, strategic investors and uh, uh, some good uh, good press, also good um, uh, visibility. Um, it was a very long process, actually, and uh, quite scary at first. Uh, our first TV uh, experience and uh, our first pitch experience, also. Um, so we uh, we put a lot of time in preparing a perfect pitch and uh, practice it. Um, Alex was a, a big coach in that, in that regard uh, with the, his PR background. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, it went really, really well. We, we ended up with a deal on TV and uh, uh, it didn't follow through with uh, the, uh, 
the technicality after that with uh, in regards to uh, making a making a deal. But um, yeah, yeah, it basically created a new normal after that. There's that was really the sort of point where we crossed a threshold and sort of awareness and acceptance in Quebec. Like it, it was just like it went, it went, it went to a completely other level, and and it it's it's it stayed there. Uh, and uh, ever since then, you know, things have been. Uh, uh, we we people are very familiar with our product in the province of Quebec, and that sort of helps get get the word out both on the retail and custom side. And to get back to your question, we we just we just filled out the application and we got choose after one or two auditions, I guess. So um, yeah. What what do you think made them choose you? Like, what do you think um, if you were to do it all over again, or to coach someone through this process? Are there certain things that you would you would uh, mention people to to highlight that makes it more likely for you to be featured on a show like this? Sure. So the, the main thing you have to understand it's a TV show. So they they are looking for a show. They are looking for some. So my 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 initial uh, <laughs> line was dropping my phone on the floor. So I was talking about, uh, uh, hi, I'm JP uh, uh, from phoneloops.com, and I'm, I'm dropping my phone as I speak. Uh, so that just surprised all the, the, the dragons and made a, some kind of a, a show. We made the clip, uh, the, the ad clip, um, the preview, uh, yeah, very yeah, the TV preview, yeah. commercial preview. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they are looking for, uh, for a great performance entertainment. Uh, and entertainment and all the business side of it is a whole other, a whole other thing. It's not what people think about uh, what what it should be, I guess. But uh, we can understand uh, the uh, yeah the the investor side also, where uh, uh, there's a lot going on and uh, uh, not every deal can be uh, landed. But most of all, it's a, it's a TV show, so you just focus on giving a great performance, something that you would like to see on TV. And that's about it. But yeah, you give us, you give yourself some, some chance to get picked. Hey, real quick. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think or what you'd like to hear more of. Now let's get back to the interview. All right. So you mentioned this is now a new baseline for you guys in terms of, uh, of sales and just acceptance and, and, and uh, credibility. Uh, for your business, so what 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 did you have to change in your business to to support this? Now that the baseline is potentially you know two times greater than what it was before. Oh, lots of things. At that point, we we knew we had. A, I like the analogy of a car, so we we drove our car uh, to uh, from Ottawa to Montreal uh, or Ottawa to New York, but like. It was shaking. Uh, we were working very hard to fulfill all the all the orders and uh, customer relationship and uh, getting on top of things. And so that's why we we sat down and said, "Okay, all right. So are we changing the car or are we just putting upgrades and uh, new features? And wh- what are we? What do we need to fix to sustain that that volume and still deliver quality and um, maintain our reputation?" So. Um, yeah, lots of changes and Monday.com sure helped. <laughs> Again, shout out. But uh, um, yeah, you just have to, yeah, we hired more people. Um, my brother came in. Uh, my wife is working also with us. And Alex is actually my childhood uh, friend. So uh, more and more and more people coming in, more consultant. And uh, I just wanted to add, uh, like it was important to get the right team 
with yeah. the right knowledge and just keep it streamlined, like not not uh, not do a what they call a bozo explosion and just keep it very, very focused to capitalize on the momentum and and, and, and going from there and grow together, get the right team, get the right tools and carry the way forward. Got it. Makes sense. So I want to talk now about the, the Oscars VIP gift bag. So this is a pretty big, big win too for for that credibility and getting it into the hands of lots of uh, potentially massive influencers. So how did you get involved in this kind of program? So that's pretty funny. They, they reached out to us. Um, I received an email uh, late 2015. Um, it was like a senior producer of uh, the Academy Awards, and was I, th- I thought it was a scam. <laughs> <laughs> so um, didn't reply. Waited a few weeks, got another email. So they were proposing us uh, to set up a booth and uh, getting some activation on the ground there. And yeah, after thinking about it, it was about a twenty thousand dollar investment from our side. So uh, that would never happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just we just pivot and propose them to make some custom loops for the gift bags. And that's when 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 they went uh, crazy about it. They said, no, really, you can do that? Oh, for sure, we can do that. And uh, we ended up uh, sending, I think, 500 custom loops for the event. And um, it did more, uh, more whiplash, more, uh, um, more press back here in Canada, in, uh, in Quebec, actually. Um, and so, yeah, that's an opportunity that happens just because we are out there. We, we started our project. We, we are commit, we, we were committed to it and just working hard. And so that, that was, uh, just, uh, an act of God, I, I guess, uh, getting reached out by the, uh, such a, an amazing, uh, uh, academy. Right. So it sounds like basically years of effort that you put in really to, to, uh, get this opportunity at all, right? You had to be out there, be be exposed, and be doing business before someone will sure. come along and give you this opportunity. So uh, certainly not just all luck, right? And that, that's involved here. So you also mentioned that uh, Facebook and Google Ads that you have now hired consultants for, but at first you wanted to do it yourselves and learn it yourself before hiring outside help. Talk to us about this. Like, why, why was that important to you? Oh, I mean, uh, I like to understand what's, uh, uh, yeah, the technicality of things, uh, uh, the details and how things work before uh, uh, hiring someone so I can speak the same language and understand the the limits and constraints of uh, any kind of platform. So uh, testing the grounds, what's working, what's not working, and yeah, understand uh, what uh, a consultant needs to know and what I need to know. So uh, we set out uh, some uh, limits with uh, CPA. So, uh, so basically you have some goals, like these cost per acquisition goals. Cost per acquisition, for- I'm sorry about that, yeah. <laughs> so we, we set limits and uh, we, we, we create new content like every every week, every day, and we know what's uh, what's the uh, requirements of, for example, Facebook uh, ad manager and all these uh, these platforms? So we we're not like in the dark and throwing money at uh, consultants that just uh, do uh, uh, things that yeah we don't understand. I guess. Yeah. So say more about this. You mentioned that you wanted to understand what the consultant needs from you, and then you sh- you also want to understand 
the, the the deliverables and what you can expect from them. So first starting off with what the consultant needs from you, what are certain things that that a good consultant should ask for from, from a business owner like yourself? Oh, CPA for sure. Um, budgets. Um, there's uh, the tone also, uh, the, the, the vibe, the, the taste of the, the brand. You have to uh, communicate that. So uh, uh, to ensure a consistent consistency in the, the brand. And um, so that, that's an ongoing like work and ongoing uh, uh, thing with the, the consultant. But yeah, you, you, sure, you sure need to understand what's uh, what, what you're all about and uh, um, what's your goal. Um, but also I like to hear from them. Uh, um, for instance, our consultant is uh, uh, always um, keeping up to date with the new things. So listening to podcasts, reading uh, things about uh, the ever-changing uh, algorithms and all sorts of things. So we need that from them. We need them to be uh, the watchdog for our our campaigns and performances and um, it needs to uh, to communicate that so we have like a, a bi-weekly meetings with them and uh, we keep it tight got it and what about the other way what do you expect to get back from them and is it like a report or something that you're getting weekly or what kind of information do you want to get back from them on a recurring basis uh, one of one of the great finds is the the video uh, reviews. That's a great thing. So um, each month we receive uh, a quick, like it can be ten minutes review, a screen share, a recording of the uh, the consultant uh, with the, all the the dashboards open, and it gets through all the campaigns, all the metrics. So you don't have to jump on a call. Um, for instance, our our consultant is in the uh, in the is a digital nomad, so we, we were not on the same uh, time zone, and uh, he's just sending out a report, video recording of uh, our uh, our uh, Instagram uh, uh, and uh, Facebook and Google Ad uh, platform. So uh, that's a good form. So each month we get that, we can have a look and uh, stay close to um, to our uh, all of our campaigns. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned uh, when it comes to influencer marketing, you guys have a thousand active. Uh, influencers in your market influencer marketing program how did how did this happen like how do you get thousand people promoting your content or your, your yes yeah, yeah soon 2000 uh, it's going pretty well um vivian uh, is uh, working uh, with us with uh, reaching out to uh, potential influencers uh it's really scaling the unscalable uh, in entertaining uh, relationships and uh it's a very human way. It's not like uh, uh, some kind of hacky and uh, uh, generic approach. So um, she she builds a relationship with uh, uh, people that we want to work with. Uh, we are sending them some samples. They like it. Uh, they do. Uh, they, they they promote uh, a story or post, and uh, so we get lots of new content all the time with different people, different like environments and. Uh, all sorts of vibes. So um, it's pretty straightforward. You just contact them. You propose. You have yeah a little pitch where you propose some samples, and um, we take it from there. And it's all automated in the background. Where when we can, uh, we have uh, an interested influencer. We we it just it just gets uh, through that, that that automated processes of uh, the sampling, um, the email, the follow ups. 
and uh, so we can scale up. So it's all linked with uh, uh, some, yeah, some other tools, I guess. Uh, so that's what we do. That's that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. And to wrap this all up, I want to uh, uh, mention something that you you had quoted to me, which was that for you guys, success has never been around one specific marketing strategy or one you know shady growth hacking shortcut. But what was most important was that consistency, and you mentioned leadership and and your management abilities. So let's start off with consistency. What, what does that mean to you? Wow, what a what a what a great question. Uh, um, how, how can I answer that? You can take a few seconds to think about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. I know that. You, I love that you mentioned leadership. It's um, yeah, it's all about leadership and uh, um, yeah. Uh, maybe it can take a little time to think about it, Felix, sure. or or ask the question in a different way. <laughs> yeah, well, I, th- I think I think uh, here here's a better I think a better way to ask for me to ask okay. it is uh, what's an example of something that you have made sure to stay consistent in that you think has had a big impact on your success? Having kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it sounds funny, but it's very structuring. Uh, um, yeah, at one point uh, I realized that I cannot work 60, 80 days a week, uh, 80s hour, 80 hours a week. So um, the amount of time you can work on your your business is limited. So you you better make the most out of it and uh, uh, be efficient. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess it's all about. Um, it's all about efficiency and uh, structuring your your week, your your days. And uh, also, if I can say, uh, 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 one one thing that's really really important to us is uh, quality customer service. Like you, you got to be on the customer's side in a reasonable way. But you got to, you know, most people who come and buy for, from you are in good faith. And if a package is lost and, you know, you, you, you get on the ball, you, you set things up and you, you make things work and you make sure that, you know, people are taken care of. And if you take care of people, they'll take care of you. And it's a, it's a mutual, like you, you're helping, you're helping them with their, with their brand or, or their, uh, mobile, uh, mobile lifestyle. And they'll help you build your brand, and it's it's really like nurtural mutual relationship from the retail side uh, to the custom side, and and ensuring consistency, as in like we're always we always give our two hundred percent. We make sure that our our our, cli- our clients are happy, that uh, things are taken care of, and that uh, any issues are addressed uh, quickly. Mm. So you mentioned uh, as well about the the apps and services that you use. Are there any customer? Uh, CRM software that you use to to help manage all of this? Uh, there's a lot. It's uh, about 200 online accounts. Uh, some of them, lots of them, are linked together, but uh, it's quite crazy. You have uh, 200 accounts that you use, 200 uh, tools that you use for the business. Yeah, I listed them at one point. It was think about it. All the shipping accounts, all the. Uh, yeah, you have the Shopify, you have the QuickBooks, you have some Google Suite, you have your hosting, you have. I'm sure every business is the same. You, you just list all the the, the, the account that you have. It's it's over a hundred for mm-hmm. sure. And um, so the favorite, my favorite one is uh, yeah Zapier. Um, uh, we use uh, Cognito Forms also for uh, onboarding uh, new uh, new influencers and uh, corporate clients. 
um, we have, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's endless. I mean, uh, um, these these one are yeah. We have Languify because we 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 have lots of French uh, clients, so we have uh, we must have a bilingual website, which is great. Um, other tools, other tools, other apps. Um, we have Page Builder and. In Shopify, so we can have a very neat sales page, uh, mobile friendly, because I think 80%, more than 80% of our visitors are on mobile, which is uh, astonishing. I, I can't wrap my head around that, but yeah, so all, all that, these little accounts uh, are single accounts in the end. Makes sense. So I want to leave you with this last question. Um, what would you say was the biggest lesson you learned in the past 12 months that you guys are making sure to apply today? Yeah, time management and energy management, um, filtering filtering the, the noise, keep focus and gain momentum. It's all related. So yeah, when I'm sure, and it's all the same for every business. And the more you gain traction, you you start to get more and more cold calls and sales pitches by numerous agencies, freelancers and potential partners and whatnot. So uh, all claiming to be able to make you uh, uh, an offer you can't refuse. So, so yeah, it's easy to be caught in name dropping hype and quick gain and what if it works mindset um, and take on risk. Even if, even when your gut feeling says otherwise, um, especially in startup phase, um, being a little naive, I guess. Um, and yeah, we, uh, one good example of that, we were involved with a, a marketing campaign with a, a shark from Shark Tank, which turned out to be one of our biggest financial loss. And, uh, we have numerous, uh, stories about things going bad, um, bad collaborations, uh, uh, and all sorts of things. And as a result, we analyzed all the things that went wrong. And um, we actually came up with our own red flag system to avoid being dragged down by peddlers and freeloaders. And um, yeah, uh, Alex and I sat down, listed all the things that went wrong over the months, over the past months, and found out patterns. And uh, that turned out into uh, a trigger list where uh, we could avoid getting caught in bad situation with disrupting people and bad businesses. Um, it was kind of mapping our gut feeling. I don't know mm -hmm. if you understand. So it, pressure sells, uh, uh, generic outreach, uh, unclear plan, uh, too good to be true plans. Uh, um, so we've learned to listen to our instincts ever since. Uh, and 95% of the time we've been right. It's really something that can make or break a business. So, um, yeah, that's, that's one of our biggest learn. Uh, yeah. I like that, the idea of mapping your intuition so that you can can kind of logically look at it rather than making emotional decisions. I think that's, um, I've never heard someone talking about it like that, but I can see how valuable that is, especially when you are starting to get overwhelmed by all these, you know, quote unquote, new opportunities. So I think that that's a great lesson to learn and, and to leave us with. So foodloops.com is the website. And, you know, thank you so much, JP and Alex. Thank you for coming on and sharing your experience. Hey, thanks, Felix. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Shopify Masters, the e-commerce podcast for ambitious entrepreneurs powered by Shopify. To get your exclusive 30-day extended trial, visit shopify.com slash masters.